Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. And we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode, another enlightenment uh, version of Soul Vibrations. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffries. And uh, Dr. Nanana Kwaku should be joining us at some time shortly. Um, uh, my organization is called the Jeffrey's Peace Project. It's an organization that helps men and women formerly incarcerated um, uh, obtain a livable wage to a nice job and to actually find housing. Uh, also, Kugama Publishing and One Media Networks, LLC, uh, is an independent um, uh, social media and film and publishing company. And, uh, of course, we partner with uh, our, our the black diaspora and peoples of color. And, of course, we also encourage uh, white brothers and sisters to join in with us because we're all about uplifting the, the community. Uh, this is Galaxy Talk Radio uh, brought to you by towards 25th Century Entertainment, and that's T25CL.com. You can go to our website, www.T25CL.com, towards 25th Century Living. Visit the website, see all the artists that we have, musical artists, learn about the movie that we have that's in its editing stages now, United We Stand. Stay tuned for when the release date will be for that movie. Uh, it's a movie that was done uh, with seven African nations. Uh, it connected us through the one thing that we have all, all have in common globally, and that's music. Uh, uh, each each of these countries deals with uh, uh, in this movie. Each country is representative of an issue, be it women's health and wellness, women's rights, uh, uh, health and wellness. Uh, just global issues as they as pertaining to African peoples across the wonderful continent of Africa. So that's United We Stand. Um, and uh, today is Thursday, and every Thursday at 7.30 Pacific Time, 10.30 on the East Coast, 9.30 Central Time, Soul Vibrations with me, your host, co-host Corey Jeffries and Dr. Nanana Kwaku. Dr. Nanana Kwaku, has some books that you can find out about on the website. Uh, uh, the, the latest one is White Out, very inspirational book, very detailed, very educational. Dr. Nana Kwaku has, has, has marched with people like Malcolm X and Kwame Ture, a.k.a. Uh, Stokely Carmichael. He's a, uh, an advocate for social justice and liberation. Uh, he has a nonprofit organization called Family Solutions, Inc., and the Anger Management Center. Uh, of course, you can go on the website and learn a little bit about all of us and what we're doing here at T25CL. Also, on Mondays, you can listen. All of our shows, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, are all at 730. And Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have Straight Talk, The Hired Brush with Barbara McGee on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have Roslyn's Corner with Roslyn Jordan Mills. Thursday, of course, yours truly, Corey Jeffries, Dr. Nanakwaku, Soul Vibrations. Friday, Sandra Keys, Keys to the Kingdom. So uh, those are the things that we're doing, but we have an open mic today. You know, we we uh, <clears throat> invite you to call in. Uh, you know, and as opposed to just listening, you, you can be a part of our conversation um, by simply uh, dialing uh, the uh, area code 724, and the phone number is 
44. And then you put in your caller ID, which is 140379. Then push the pound sign. Then you put your uh, 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 PIN number, which is the number 1 plus the pound sign, and that gets you in. You can talk to us live, have your voice heard in, in Russia, in Africa, all across the United States, all the different places that uh, T25CL reaches out. Of course, again, when you go to our website, they, it, it will show you the good works and the many things that we have planned as we move towards 25th century living. Now, <clears throat> there's been some things going on in the Bay Area here that aren't unlike any place else in the urban communities. Um, uh, 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 Kugamaw Publishing One Media Networks has been working recently with the Oscar Grant Committee, with the Liberated Lens, um, with the Vanguard. Uh, of course, Fox 40 and CNN were also there and what I'm talking about is what's going on up at the state capitol, but how uh, the examples of what's happening up there in Sacramento, California. Uh, of course, uh, we're broadcasting to you from Oakland, California, and of course, T25 is headquartered down in Los Angeles. But what's happening up in Sacramento right now, uh, there's a lot going on in Sacramento. You know, we've had. Um, some rallies most recently to, to, to address police reform. There are two Senate bills, uh, one uh, which they have, uh, you know, stopped on the Senate floor. We're trying to get that one back up and running, you know, however we go about doing that. Um, uh, of course, the, the uh, police union has been fighting against this transparency bill. And the thing is, is if you're not doing anything wrong, what is there to hide? So why why would you not want uh, us to us to feel comfortable about who's protecting us and who's policing us in our communities? You have to be held accountable. And there's a Senate bill uh, that's called SB 443, and Holly Mitchell uh, from L.A. is the senator uh, who has introduced this bill that has to deal with asset forfeiture and policing for profit, meaning that uh, depending on, and it happens mostly to people of color, so uh, depending upon what type of work you do and how much cash you handle on a daily basis, you could be going from point A to point B, which is from your job to the bank. And if you are targeted, if you don't look uh, a certain way uh, professionally, in accordance to the status quo, but you look a certain way in accordance to profiling, you can be subject to stop and have to explain why you have $8,000, $9,000, $5,000 on your person, in your possession. And, you, you know, and it's under the auspice of you speeding or being stopped for something else. But, of course, if we all know if you get stopped for speeding, you show your license, your registration, and uh, uh, and that's it. And and you're written a ticket and you're sent along your way. But when you're stopped uh, under false pretenses, when they actually want to look through your car, what would make them police I'm talking about? What would make them want to target you like that? That's the thing that we have to wonder. What would make them want to target uh, a person? Is it because you uh, live in a certain neighborhood or you have to pass through a certain neighborhood? These are a lot of the things that are motivating factors initially, uh, and then the color of your skin can kind of confirm uh, in their mindset that this is a probable cause stop, and things escalate from there. Of course, uh, one of the film works that we were doing up in Sacramento was uh, behind a rally where there were hundreds of people April 12th at the state capitol on the steps. And Senator Holly Mitchell was there, Senator Mark Leno, who also has introduced the Senate bill that they're having problems with right now, SB 1286, which is the police accountability and transparency having to do with misconduct, 
records. We have to know if a policeman has a propensity for beating uh, 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 beating his, his subjects, you know, uh, beating people that are innocent until proven guilty. Or, or in a lot of cases, we see what's happened with Oscar Grant and, and Alan Buford and uh, my brother, Mr. Brown, uh, uh, over in Ferguson and and just all across the country, way to, I mean, going all the way back to the Dialu the, the, the case in New York, you know, the brother, the, the, the brother, one brother was shot 40-something times, another brother was uh, sodomized with a, with a broom handle, and uh, and there's no accountability. These police officers, if they are really disciplined to the point where they are told to retire or to uh, resign because of this police civil rights bill, they're able to go get another job in another community, another police job, and that puts another populace at risk now, you know. And these Senate bills, are being introduced for a reason, you know. They're being introduced for a reason. But, uh, you know, let's let's look at what's happened recently with the Oakland Police Department. Um, uh, there, have, there have been uh, three police chiefs since uh, June the 9th. They have come and gone. And, uh, you know, the reasons aren't privy to us, uh, you know, and, and, um, uh, you know, what we can say is that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, one police, one policeman, the newest one, uh, the, the one that came after the, uh, longest tenured police officer stepped down, uh, Sean Went came in. And he quit on his own accord for personal reasons, is what we were told. And then there was another police officer that came in behind him and uh, they found out that uh, uh, he had some things, uh, uh, you know, in his jacket that I guess slipped through the cracks and it didn't make for him being a police officer. And then, lastly, there's a, there's yet a third police officer, uh, and all and these latest things uh, come around uh, a a uh, sex scandal. You know, uh, this sex crime scandal got three chief uh, police chiefs fired, and for something like that to happen, it means that, um, and this is the exploitation of a teenager who was underage. And from what I understand, her mother is a dispatcher for the Oakland Police Department. And this thing is really, really, really getting crazy. And all we all all we're having all all we're hearing is uh you know uh, just just about a lot of corruption. If you're having sex as a police officer with a prostitute, that's a crime in itself. If they're underage, that means that you are now a sexual predator, you know. Just because it's a prostitute doesn't lighten the fact that they're underage. She's a victim. If she's 16, she's a minor, and if she's a prostitute, she's a victim. She's been victimized. And the very people that are supposed to protect her, the very organization that's supposed to protect her, uh, when you can turn nowhere else, it's supposed to be the police. And if the police are saving you from your pimp and then pimping you out to others, I heard that a, a, a deputy district attorney was recently fired as well. Um, now, my dad was one of the first African-American police officers in Oakland back in the 50s. And he went through enough stuff uh, at the police department initially. He graduated uh, at the top of his class. And, you know, that was at a time where they put derogatory things on your lock, you know, if you were black, you know, and we don't need to get all into that. But I can tell you 
his brother, who was uh, 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 22 years his senior, was the first black police officer in the state of Pennsylvania. He he advocated for them to get union wages and all these things. He went through some of the same stuff, but he was a very spiritual man at the same time. You know, they called him the preaching police in, in the neighborhood that he, the beat that he walked. He didn't have a vehicle. They dropped him off and said, when you're, when you're finished with your shift, call us and we'll send somebody to pick you up. But, you know, more than 30 years later, he retires chief of the police department, which shows that we've come a long way. But yet now as, you know, there's still racial, racial issues in police departments. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, everybody stays in their lane. And out on the streets, there's a blue code that the police officers universally go by. And so if you see a policeman doing something corrupt, you either can turn your head, which means that you have knowledge, puts you in a very bad situation if, you're, if, if all you want to do is serve the community and be a good police officer. Because once you told on them, now you go into another category. It's not unlike the no snitch rule out in the, uh, out in the hood, you know. No snitching. It's the same, except they they're behind a badge and things. But the but the rules are pretty very very similar. And so, you know, what we're looking at is a situation now. Uh, the Oakland police are under uh, a mandate by federal courts already because of the Ryder cut, cut case that happened. You know. Uh, back in the early 2000s when some police officers were uh, rogue police officers planting evidence, setting people up, you know, uh, just doing all kind of stuff uh, to people, to marginalized people. And as a result now, um, Attorney John Burris has been a real uh, advocate for social justice and liberation within the community and our policing. And he was the uh, uh, lead attorney uh, in terms of civil rights that brought to bear all of these things that are happening in the police department. And uh, as a result, he's on this federal mandate uh, board that works closely with the judge that gets to give some input on how to go forward with monitoring the police who now are working under the deputy chief of police instead of a regular chief. There's a nationwide search for a police chief, but you got to really know what you're getting into when you come here. And right now, um, uh, it, it, uh, the police chief is, is answering to the city administrator in terms of uh, uh human resources and uh, employment. And so field operations is is what uh, the deputy chief is now in charge of, field operations. But the human resources thing that were all part of the police chief's administration has been removed from the police department in of itself and given, uh, again, under this mandate to a overseer. And it's a very sad thing when uh, we look back at that. And now there's also uh, someone that they're calling a bad a detective. He's a homicide investigator. Uh, and uh, he had his girlfriend doing his paperwork. And he gave her confidential documents. And, you know, it's unfortunate. There's a lack of police officers. And so... You know, they're, they're, they're almost 300 officers under what should be the norm. And in Oakland, you know, there's a lot going on, you know. And this officer that I actually, I actually know this officer, and he actually helped a friend of mine out with a situation. And um, he's a good guy, you know, and... It's unfortunate that 
the homicides and, and, the, and the things that they have to, with a shortage of officers, they have to make shortcuts. He used his girlfriend to do his paperwork. And uh, he's a sergeant with the police department. He's a homicide investigator. He's a New York City native. He joined the department in 1988. Uh, uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's really bad because when you let someone else do your documents, the question is, are they accurate now? And then... Uh, also, um, uh, you have access to confidential documents, you know, and, uh, uh, and you know, uh, Dant uh, is really in a lot of trouble because he's also uh, in a series of racist text messages sent along OPD command staff to the media. Uh, Friday, June the 17th, which caused the department further embarrassment. Uh, he filed a complaint with Internal Affairs uh, about the text messages in 2015, but it never resulted in the discipline for any officers. So he has been on leave for at least a year because of an unrelated incident uh, where uh, evidence that he uh, placed with his girlfriend was part of a criminal file against a gentleman uh, who was one of two men charged with the murder of a 66-year-old Maxwell Park resident. And this is really, really uh, alarming for me to hear this because uh, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Gant is a married man, and apparently he was having an affair with this lady, and she found out that he was married. And so she posted social media photograph of evidence from a case file that Gant had left at her house, and she contacted OPD and informed the department that he gave her access to investigative materials. That is absolutely uh, crazy. That is absolutely crazy, you know, and that's going to affect, uh, could affect this case, this, this murder case, you know. Uh, the credibility of the of the uh, material. We have a few callers, so I'm going to check and see who we got here, real quick. Uh, we got a couple people on the lines. Please state who you are. Oh, who up, man? It's me, Hey, Mr. Alexander, how you doing? All right, all right. Uh, yeah, Doctor Quaku, you with us yet? Oh yes, I'm here, brother. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. What's going on? Okay. Well, I've just been talking about some things. Uh, Bob Alexander is with us again, and we want to thank him for being on. He's the the gentleman that we've been doing this documentary on uh, up in in Northern California having to deal with these police reform bills. And uh, I I just went over that with our listeners as far as what these two bills are about, as far as transparency and police reform and accountability and and asset forfeiture and all that. And then I moved over to all the examples that are happening, not just uh, nationwide, but, of course, here locally. Uh, Recently, uh, Oakland has 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 taken a huge hit in the police department in that they've had um, they've had uh they fired three police chiefs since June 9th and um and it's all behind this big sex scandal uh, an underage 16 year old whose uh, uh uh mother is a police dispatcher uh was was being was rescued allegedly by uh one particular police officer saved from her pimp only to be pimped out to about 25, 26 different police officers, it seems like, across three different agencies now. And not only does that make them, you know, a police officer having sex with a prostitute is a crime, but underage makes them sexual predators as well. So now these police officers under these chiefs, uh, 
uh, and we don't know whether the Chiefs are part of it or not because they've been fired and or resigned, but because of this police civil rights bill, we don't get any details about what they've done. So they can go police someplace else and do the same stuff. In the meantime, one of their top uh, homicide investigators, who's an actual, actually a good friend of mine, I knew him when I worked at the courts for a number of years. He helped uh, a friend of mine with a personal issue, got somebody extra, extradited from from Arizona out here after after they uh, did a, a violent act to this person and they thought they could just leave. He moved on it really quickly and brought that person to justice. This guy is a nice guy. He's a, he's a smart guy. He's a brilliant young police officer. And because... The police, Oakland Police Department is what, uh, about 200, almost 300 officers short, something like that, of what they're supposed to actually have in numbers. And because of that and the homicides, you only have a few homicide inspectors. So they're having to clear cases and write reports. Well, my, my, my guy, Sergeant Gant, you know, was a married man, and he had an affair with this lady that he was using to write his police reports for him which means she has confidential confidential documents and stuff. She found out he was married, and she posted these documents on social media and called the police department and reported that uh, he was using her to do all of his police paperwork and stuff. So now he's been on leave for, 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 for nearly a year, and, it's, and this is just coming out now. This is how long they've been. See, this is that transparency thing that's not available to us. This is how long this has been hidden. But we look at the sex scandal and everything, and this starts at the top when you have three police chiefs fired. And, and again, Bob and Dr. Kwaku, this all goes to the, to the reason why we need police reform, you know. There are so many examples outside of the Oscar Grant case and what happened to Ferguson with Alan Buford all, all the people who have who have died at the hands of corrupt police officers and who have, in fact, you know, uh, some of them have resigned and quit and so on and so forth, or, or some of them not. They're back out on the street. But, but you can go get a job with another police agency because everything's confidential. So uh, what do you say, Dr. Kwaku? We're going to listen. To, we're going we're gonna to talk to Bob, too, but uh, uh, since, since, since you're joining us here, we want to hear a little bit from you. Uh, what's going on, Doc? But you know, when we talk about police reform, I wonder, in my mind, I ask myself, is that a realistic goal for African people in the diaspora? Because, you know, it's not just the, the, the police. It's the whole uh, system. You know, it's the supervisors, it's the administration, it's the politicians who, who, for whatever, for lack of a better term, like to keep these people in place because it protects them from us. Mm-hmm. And to protect us from them. You know, so to me it comes down to maybe maybe it's time for black people to wake up. Maybe it's time for us to create a system within a system to monitor and critique the things that affect our our lives on a day-to-day basis. And I know a lot of people, that's, that's hard, that's difficult. Well, it's difficult living under a system where you know there is no justice. But yeah. we do it every day. So what do we do? Where do we where do yeah. we go from? And, and and you know it's it's like we need to be exiled and and create a system within a system, create a nation within a nation. Because yeah. I don't think we'll ever change the hearts of these people. We are trying to change. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. To me, it's a whole lot of great energy wasted on on trying to get people to see the injustice of what they're doing yeah, instead of yeah. us totally rejecting it. You know, yeah, I know I, yeah. my, my opinion is that I'm in a, in a minority here, but that's fine. 
I don't have no, I don't have a problem with being a minority uh, opinion maker because I know that uh, I've seen this stuff for the last. I don't want to say how many years, you know, how many years I've been in, in existence, and I've seen people keep telling me that the change is coming or the change is on the way or we've made progress, but for whatever reason, the progress doesn't materialize to something that's tangible for African and people of color. So you guys tell me what you think. Which direction should we go? Yeah, yeah, well... You know, for, for, for minorities, you know, people, when you start when you start uh, reducing numbers, we get leaders from people who can think outside the box and who are and who are different instead of being led around like like, like sheep. So, you thinking like this in in, in, in terms of being uh, uh, on the minority end of this thought process? Well, it's from, it's it's from people like you that will actually awaken. The people, because the rest of us that are dumbed down and numb to this, and and, and that are, uh, um, you know, uh, among the flock of sheep, or that are waiting to be led somewhere, and hopefully it's not to the to the Kool Aid pit, you know, uh, we have we have, we have we have a lot a lot of work and stuff that we have to do, and and. It's almost like you don't you don't know where to start. I mean, the Black Panthers started a monitoring thing of the police, and it was kind of they kind of met military with military. And we know what COINTELPRO and all that did. Uh, at some point, we've had we've had booming Black Wall Street and Rosewood and Tulsa and all these places, and we saw just from looking at a white woman a certain way or just doing things how. Uh, and, and certainly, you can't do that now. You can, we, we can't do that now. But we don't have a Black Wall Street anymore. If we if we, if we could get to that point, what would be the counterintelligence used? Uh, and it, there's a there's a big wheel in place to, to to keep us from ever getting that again. And uh, and and Bobby, uh, I want to ask you because. You know, we've been we've we've been chronicling this thing up at the at the, the very capital where we had this rally for police reform just recently this past week, uh, was met with neo Nazis and 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 uh and opposers. They clashed up there and actually some five people got stabbed, a couple critical and and uh Nazis looked like they took like they took a real beat from the uh from the public up there at this at this march they were trying to have. Um, what do you think? I mean, what what do you, yeah? What what do you? I mean, in your opinion, Bobby, after the experience you had with the police minding your own business, and 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 being stopped in 103 degree weather with a with a with a with a frosty in hand or whatever, and your car, you know, pumping gas in your car and being accused of speeding after sitting in a store for for 10 or 15 minutes and just being told that you were Speeding and being illegally searched and all these other things. Um, I mean, what do you, in your mind, what do you think we could possibly do to to, to change our circumstances? Doctor Quick, who certainly, uh, I believe, has a great has a good idea, but it, it's going to take an awakening for us to have a system within a system. We got to have people. We got to we got to know who to reach and how to reach them and how to keep their attention. Well, what do you what do you think we can do, Bob? What's your opinion? Well, I agree, too. And I think what's going on is something that's been going on for a long time. And even when they got new officers in, they saw what was going on and just kind of went into the flow. I mean, for a long time, they've been basically doing what they've been doing and getting away with it, and nobody said anything. You know, they just yeah. going along yeah. making them all, you know, as they go along, and they've been getting away with it. You know, now recently, I mean, in the light of all these things with the ACLU and you know, and the things happening in Oakland, somebody, somebody finally said enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly, exactly, because it started with the L.A. Times, and that shows you it's been in Southern California as far down as San Diego, where your attorney, your ACLU attorney who came up uh, uh, is from San Diego. And, you know, I mean, this thing is statewide. 
just in California, but we know that it's we know it's nationwide because we see and hear the stories all across the country. You know, people are hung and in jail and beaten and dragged, and women doesn't make any difference whether you're a woman or a man or or or, or whatever. You know, uh, one of Barack Obama's uh, buddies was beaten up trying to go into his own house. You know, and 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 of course. Uh, 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 an ex Wimbledon tennis player was beaten up in New York on his way to on his way to Wimbledon, you know, uh, to the New York. Uh, one of the tennis things that was happening in New York, he got he got beat up uh, on his way to that, you know, and it's, and it's all people of color that are being uh, subjected to this. But one thing that we know uh, about, see. This, like you said, Bobby and Dr. Quaker, this system has been corrupt and bad for so long that when it's not held accountable, it doesn't get better. And so things are starting to run rampant now where it's getting just so wild that it's, it's more than just, uh, you know, the beatings and the killings and the lynchings that the police are doing. It's, it's, yeah, within, yeah. The own, it's within the own department. You know, all the corrupt stuff that's coming out are leading all the way. You know what happened in San Francisco with those fajita cops where the chief of police lost yep. his job 20 years ago, you know. And uh, it's really it's really crazy, guys. I, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I know exposing all of this stuff certainly uh, won't hurt the circumstances. We need to know, you know, the people – who are running this country, turn their head and they get on with other business, talking about homeland security and all these other things. But see, all of these rooted things are 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 are, are, are like veins. They're all connected to the same body. There's a, the issues that we have with homeland security and all these things are because these very police practices and stuff that we do uh, in the in the public sector are actually being done in a military in a militarized thing to other countries, the way we do our military practices in other countries and our scheme and things like that globally are the same things we're doing right here uh, on the home front. So we're not unlike a third world country in the way that we're, in the way that we've been abused and treated here. Um, And it's being exposed by the media. Everything that's happening, all these corrupt things, are happening on a global thing. And we're talking about a new world order and democracy and all that. And as as the Western ways, you know, expand and occupy other countries, it brings these other troubles with them under the guise that you are free from women abuse from and women's rights and things like that. Sure, there are some things that are, are being addressed and cleaned up, but you don't have to you don't have to uh, change another another group of people's to- total culture to help bring justice to them. You know, but we we try and change the books they read, the language they speak, the religion, uh, you know, their culture, their God, everything, and that's met with resistance. And when when Davis doesn't have the same tools Goliath has, he finds covert ways of getting back at you, you know. And and for him, uh, a slingshot is 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 a pilot's license, you know, or something local. Uh, you know, you use this gun rights thing against you. All the things that they use, that the system uses to abuse people, they're using the same tools and turning them back inward. And that's why we're having all these shootings. These people got their guns legally. And, of course, you have some that slip slip through the cracks, but that's always been the case in our urban community. Guns are in the community. But we don't see people who who, who call themselves trying to protect themselves here doing these mass shootings. The people who are doing these mass shootings are people that have been disillusioned by a system, but they qualify to get these weapons. And now that they've changed their way of thinking, you put guns in people's hands now that no longer agree with the oppressor. These people, these people, you know, are people that were part of the mainstream. And, 
it's unfortunate. We talk about ISIS now, you know, and there are things happening here that intelligence doesn't share with us on a daily basis, but there are terrorists right here, and some of them are homegrown. Some of them are in the Klan. Some of them are in these factions, these rifle associations, these Republican-backed Donald Trump-type ways of thinking in, in Congress and everything else. We got a we got a whole ship that's got a bunch of big gaping holes in it, and can only sail for so long, you know. Can't can't keep patching all these holes up with band aids. You got to start saying, look, you know, it's not the admiral, it's the manifest. We got to change the direction of the ship. You know, the ship is headed towards an iceberg. You know, so. This is T25CL Entertainment, uh, Towards 25th Century Living. Go to our website, www.t25cl.com, to learn about uh, our musicians, our artists, our movie, United We Stand, shot seven African nations, learn about that. Also, uh, 7.30 Pacific Time, Monday, Compton Politics, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tuesday, Straight Talk with the Hired Brush, Barbara McGee. Wednesday, Rosman's Corner, Rosman George Mills. Thursday, George Truly, me and Dr. Nana Kwaku, Soul Vibrations. Friday, Sandra Keys, The Keys to the Kingdom, something spiritual for you to keep you uh, on tap. So, um, Bob, how's things going now with... Uh, with uh, uh, your situation and Fox 40 and CNN and the Vanguard and the, and the ACLU as far as uh, um, them corresponding with you uh, to this to, to this day. Do you have any more? Any more uh, I know they were chronicling your things the same way we were doing with our documentary footage, and they were doing it uh, from a news perspective. So what what's next in the forefront? Oh, they called me, when was it, a couple of days ago, and they're just getting all the information together, you know, before they put it out in the air. And I haven't heard anything as they yesterday or today, but, yeah, they were just okay. getting all the time frames in and, you know, the, the exact, you know, cities where it all happened and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this landslide, I said, this is something that's been going on a long time. I mean, even when you get new cops, the old cops are teaching the new cops these all these tricks they've been getting away with all this time. It's just you know yeah, it's the same thing. All team or in service, you know you learn what you're getting taught, and a lot of these new officers are getting taught these bad habits, you know that they, that they've been getting along that they've been getting away with all these times, and now just recently they're getting called on it now. You know they you know mm-hmm. they don't. Mm-hmm. And you know they 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 make a good amount of money now. Police. Police make eighty thousand somewhere up in there, and I, I saw a few years ago where some of your top homicide investigators made more than the chief of police, um, uh, like a ninety thousand dollars in overtime. There were two or three officers that were doing that, and it's kind of like it's almost like you want to keep the homicides going when it's paying like that. You know, you can get all that overtime, and there's just no accountability in the administration now. It's it's run it's run you know. Uh, ram shot now. And yeah, plus they're splitting what they get out the streets, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're putting the kids through college off of this money that they take for us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Kwaku used to tell me some things, uh, you know, I, I, I know uh, when, you were, when you were in New York and Brooklyn, how, you know, they had uh, underground organizations that used to address some of these cops when the when the when the uh, when the administration wouldn't do it. And certainly, we're not talking about being vigilante types, but we do need to protect ourselves. You know, the Black Panthers, you know, had that rights to bear arms, and they changed all the gun laws because what what, what was working for them while we weren't able to arm ourselves was okay. But then when we started our arming ourselves, just like the ministers, for, the deacons for defense, remember that movie, Dr. Quaker? Yes, uh, yeah, of course. But I, yeah. I think that you still have that case, same capability. I think it's a matter of organizing. It's a matter of educating and, and making people aware that we do not have to continue to live in a system where we have to guess what justice is going to be 
and, and we need to, you know, get people to understand that they can create a system where justice is the rule. But it means yeah. that we have to step forward. We have to participate. We can't wait until something happens to us individually and say, oh, well, the system is unfair, it's unjust. Whenever we see injustice, we have to stand up. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. who, who made the same mistake. When one man's freedom is in jeopardy, all of our freedoms are in jeopardy. Yeah. And, and, yes, sir. And you can sit back and think that you got your little job and you've moved to the suburbs and you're doing all right, but I can guarantee you that that same injustice that gets a little black boy in downtown Oakland will soon arrive at your door, the same way it arrived at uh, uh, Brother Gates' door up there, the, the, the professor who was uh, uh, up at Harvard University. Uh-huh. They don't, uh-huh. And I've seen a number of cases where black police officers was off-duty in plain clothing while they were arrested and harassed and beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, New, in New York, they had something. Re- they had something about a year and some change ago where these there were there were like nine officers. I think four of them were retired and five of them were still active. Where they were talked about profile, slammed on the hood, you know, roughed mm-hmm. up, you know, uh, ignored all the way until they got back to the station, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in some cases, knowing they were police officers and just hating that these uppity, you know, what have badges now. And so while they're trying to explain, hey, if you just go in my pocket, you'll see who, you know, it's like, shut up and do what I tell you. And then they get you back to the station and they have one of their superiors or somebody else come from behind a desk and apologize for the misunderstanding while that officer's laughing under his breath and going back out to the hunting fields again, you know. That's basically what it is, and that's and that's pretty much the status quo, because you know Martin Luther King said it. He said you can legislate laws, but you can't legislate what's in the hearts of men. We know yeah. that uh, white supremacy rules in America, whether you want to accept it or not. And I have a lot of brothers and friends of mine who say, "Well, man, there's no white supremacy. That's a state of mind." No, it's a reality for black people in America. It's a reality for people of color in this country. It is a reality for the Native Americans. It is a reality for Japanese. It's a reality for anybody, which is what brought on this new trend that's operating over the world, the same trend that caused Britain to exit itself from the European Union. Part of that was racism. They wanted to stop people of color from coming through their borders. It ain't got nothing to do with terrorism because the real terrorists are the people who control these systems. And so uh, until we wake up and realize that, until we can understand that we've been sold a bill of goods, that this American society dream uh, is, is, is not a reality. It's, it's, it's something that somebody cooked up somewhere and say, this is what it is. And you bought into it, but you can never, 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 never achieve it. You can never achieve mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And black mm-hmm. people and money go. We've always had rich black people in America, even during mm-hmm. slavery. We had mm-hmm. rich black. You had one or two Oprahs and one or two Michael Jordans there, and we still mm-hmm. have. And the ones who these people who who have money are subjected to the same abuse that we are. Open mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. that she went in a store shopping and the, the yeah. woman recognized her as Oprah Winfrey. And she was in a store where there was a purse or something was worth about thirty thousand dollars. She was black and told her, You in the wrong department. Maybe you want to look over here. We have some cheaper stuff going on. Yeah. So we are always viewed through this prism of 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 not quite measuring up, no matter how rich we get. Yeah. And so yeah. we have to stop, you know we have to stop allowing our you know who we are to be dictated by how much we got, because you can never get enough. Right now, the the, the, the 
of the of the of, of Donald Trump is yeah. because white people are want their country back. They are afraid. They want their borders closed. They would run all of us out of here if it was in a way legally possible. But it's <clears> The misunderstanding is your country is Great Britain and England. Not even this isn't even your country. No more than it is ours. You exactly. Know? But let's go all the way back. Abraham Lincoln wanted to send once they with this law to free the slaves. He wanted to send the slaves to some island somewhere and get them out of America. And they have never stopped trying to perpetuate that idea. And we better wake up. You change their mind at the drop of a hat. You know, we didn't want to come. They forced us to come and build the country. Now they don't need us here because it's built. See, the, they, the they trip is, if, and, they, and if they could get us out of here, you know what they would do, though? If they could get us out of here, it's kind of like wolves. pack of wolves get along great when you got you got six wolves, you got a, a rank and file, and you got, you know, 5,000 sheep. They get along just fine. But when you have a predator mentality, that stays with you. So now you're down to two sheep left out of all those thousands of sheep, and you got still got still got seven wolves. Now, now one of the wolves, one of the low-ranking wolves, is probably looking kind of like a meal right about now because you don't have enough sheep to go around. When you don't have people, you have a capitalistic society and no people to prey on. That's what it. That's what it preys on. It preys on on poor people. And when you have none of them. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you send us all back and you have all millionaires, nobody's buying their products anymore, and their money starts to please. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody's mowing your lawn. Nobody's, nobody's feeding your kids, washing your car, and doing all that kind of stuff, you know. But they, they well, basically, like, we'll, we'll deal with that problem when we get to it. But, they, but they, they go into these things. They're very cunning in the way that, in the way that, things have played themselves out over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But we can see it's coming to us. It's getting close to something. Well, it's getting really close to something. People are waking up, you know, and it goes back to this. I don't know if you ever heard heard the story about the old man and the snake. About the The old man and the snake. I heard that. (laughs) Well, tell man, me about it. It was getting cold. Wintertime was coming on, and the old man saw the snake out there shivering, and you know, you know, cold. He brought the snake inside and let it stay in there by the fire with him. But as the winter he progressed on, and the winter became one of those long, rough winters, and the food started to run out, and one day the snake bit the man, and you know, shot all that venom into him, and and, and the man said, "Look." I brought you in. I saved you. He said, why Why did you do that? And the snake told him, he said, you know I was a snake when you brought me in here. So <laughs> we, we got to what it is we're dealing with. We're dealing with yeah. people who whose whole uh, philosophy is to control and rule everything on the planet. And so, in fact, somebody sent me a thing the other day about how uh, white people say black people was lazy. And she mm-hmm. said they didn't think people was lazy until black people stopped working for them for free. You know, so all of a sudden, after we don't feel now we're lazy. We don't want to work. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they yeah. to try to cover themselves for all of the inhumane, illegal, unjust uh, things that they do to maintain the status quo. And, and, and yeah. the only thing Change that is real education, and, and that's why yeah. one of the things that we need to do. And if you saw the movie Chirac, at the end of the mm. movie, the movie was we need to have mental health centers and, and education systems all over our communities because we have to re-educate people. You know, they have to understand that the only way to topple this beast is that we have to become aware of it. And 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 mm-hmm. I would say that most of us are not aware that we're even dealing with the snake anymore. We think that we can can make enough money or we can move in next door and all of a sudden the snake becomes our friend. It's not going to happen. 
You know, Dr. Kwaku and Bobby, of course, I always like to use sports as a, as a, as a parody for how we live our lives because you can see the racism throughout sports the same way you see, the, you know, the, you can see that Amistad ship uh, in, the way, in the way the, uh, you know, uh, uh, owners like, uh, like uh, Silver, who used to own the, uh, the L.A. Clippers and, and some of these other ones, even these, uh, these uh, commissioners, you know, who uh, are, are man? They 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 jacking these football players up for smoking weed like it's going out of style now. You know everybody's getting suspended, and they'd rather you take pharmaceutical pills and stuff like that uh, for your illness. And a lot of them, a lot of the old heads who retire are having uh, uh, issues with their organs from taking handfuls of, of Motrin for years and stuff like that to play through them contracts. But I'm. You know, the the, uh, the the NBA is making so much money and trying to go global, just like the NFL. They just, they just can't be greedy enough. And so now, because of this new TV deal, and, and then you have the owners, all these Jewish owners who own these teams, of course, they're going to monitor the money. So with the Players Association being the entertainment, uh, 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 you know, product, they're like, you guys got a new TV. You guys got a new TV deal. You're not going to just split this money with each other. We're the ones entertaining everybody, running and jumping and swinging from trees and whatnot. You're going to have to kick us some of that money. So now you've got mid-range, mediocre type of players. The salary cap is going up $24 million for each team now. So you got guys who are averaging seven points, five rebounds, two assists, play some decent defense, can't shoot. And now these guys are looking at $13 million a year deals. The, 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 real, the real guys, LeBron James and them, are going to be getting upwards of $40 million a year for, 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 for a number of years. You know, you're going to have some $200 million contracts coming. And that, mean, and that means that those owners in them are making billions of dollars. Yeah, and and that's, that's nobody wants to see these, all these black athletes still making this money. So... You know they're always they're they're always one turn from a disaster, losing their spot. You know. Well, here's what you got to understand though: if LeBron James is making forty million, okay, people like Kobe is making forty, fifty million. Guess the what? Owners they're making doing? a billion, billions. They're making yeah. billions, so he, they have a tier uh, system in place where the owners will always wake make way more. But they are not the only thing that they have been able to do is manipulate the system where they're the ones who own. You remember, I don't mm-hmm. couldn't even own teams. I don't know whether you remember back in the in the in the fifties and sixties when Jim mm-hmm. Brown, Davis, and all yeah. of them got together and won uh-huh. the last team, and they blocked it. Yeah, they, they sure it did because they the intention was never to allow us to get into that system where we would be able to have any say-so, you know, yeah, and even the yeah. union, you know, and the, and, the, and the owners still control because if yeah. the union is too far to the right, they will disband, and, and you know, they you had some of them white folks that I'll disband my team if I will agree to that. You uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. And see, these black athletes, you know, aside from your Magic Johnsons and your Shaqs and your Michael Jordans, a lot of these guys, as much money as they're making, man, the guy's got the guy's got uh, two hundred thousand dollars around his neck in jewelry. He's got twenty cars. He got a house that he's paying, you know, twenty thousand a month for. And so, the minute there's a strike, these guys these guys go into panic mode because you know they they bought all these superficial things. And, and it makes it easy for them to go against the union because mm-hmm. they got to get back to playing ball. I'm, I'm a slave. I'm a slave to all this money that I'm making, that I'm that, that I'm actually spending, that I'm not investing in anything. These guys, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, go bankrupt and make bad deals and have other people signing their checks while they're going all across the country and find out that the people saying, "Oh man, that was a bad investment." Yeah, that's what you say it is. You put put that money right in your pocket and told me that you invested it in something, you know, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do? You know, uh, uh, you know, Vanity. Vanity was married to uh, 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 
a gentleman who played for the Oakland Raiders, played in the, played in, played in the uh, NFL for about eight years, Anthony Smith. They, they, he just got two life sentences, and, and, he, and, he, and they're looking at two other people. He, they, you know, serial killer. They got him for killing four people, you know, three people and, and, and I think one pending or something. But they found out that the guys that he killed were people that he gave his money, and they invested and mm-hmm. blew, his mon- blew his money or something. So he, I guess, took them out and tortured them first. You know, he he he, he resorted to the old fashioned way. Uh, you you know, you did this. I'm not I'm not hire attorney, so he can take a bite out of me. No, nope, I'm gonna come by and I'm gonna take you someplace, and I'm gonna beat it out of you or whatever. And, but he wound up killing these people, and uh, you know, it's just another story about how all of this stuff, our focus is in the wrong place. Even those of us who are making all this. You look at how they de- emasculate these athletes. You see some of the stuff Russell Westbrook and Durant and them wear these these frameless glasses. They don't have they don't even wear glasses. They just wearing frames. They got the pants on too tight, no socks. You know, and you find out Versace is paying them, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year to wear a couple of their outfits. You know, and even though it makes you look like you, you know, something other than, you know, heterosexual or whatever, obviously. Oh, yeah, but yeah, well, did you see that latest stuff that Westbrook had on? He had on yeah. a dress purse. I know it was a woman's purse, and I said, well, you know, they said a guy's not, not gay or anything. Why would he allow himself to wear something like that? Yeah, you know? and you see, Will, you see Will Smith's kid took his girlfriend to the senior ball where he's wearing a dress. The girl's oh, trying yeah. to be a guy. The girl's trying to be a guy, and he's trying to be a girl. I mean, it's it's just it, it just goes to show you the 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 influence that that's on our mentality, just so we can become a part of. We want to be a yeah. part of great American uh, ideology, and the only way to do that is to continue to sell our souls uh, to hell just so we can be accepted. And, uh, you know, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, it, it's it's a mindset, and the mindset can only be changed by new information. And the only way you can get yeah. new information from people is have access to the appropriate educational uh, information so that people can have can make a rational decision about, you know, what they're going to participate in and what they're not. It is, a, it is an awesome responsibility. And, you know, what we talk about on, on, on Soul Vibrations here might seem way out there in left field, but yeah. I see you brothers and sisters, you need to be out in left field because right field ain't happening right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right field is not happening, you know. Yeah. yeah. We've gotten to the end of the show already, you know. Uh, anything you want to say, Bob, before we wrap it up? No, no, no. It was pretty good. It was pretty good talk tonight. Yeah, good. yeah. Well, um, of course, we'll be we'll be talking to you, uh, myself, and, and and brother Dapo, and perhaps Doctor Quaku, if his schedule will allow him to come up with us one of these times. As we uh, uh, keep moving forward with this documentary, we we've just edited some of the things that we have. We still have an interview with John Burris and and the ACLU attorney and a couple other people pending you know, to, to, to so we can really start finishing this thing off. But um, we'll, we want to thank you for calling in too, Bob. And, and uh, I'll be in touch with you. I'll probably talk to you uh, uh, sometime tomorrow about some other things, and, and we'll, just, we'll just keep it moving. And anytime you have anything that you want to bring to the forefront, Bob, you just let us know too, uh, and we can uh, make it subject matter on the show and, and you can lead us right on in on it. We don't have any problem with you uh, coming in and being a part of this on a, on a regular basis. You know, bring, tell your friends and everybody else as well. You know what what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish. You know, and just keep it moving forward. What you got for us, Doctor K? Before we get out of here. Well, I would what, just like to say uh, uh, once again, thank you, Bob, for coming on. And by all means, tell your friends. But we really need to let people know that T25CL Entertainment is all about creating a dynamic uh, uh, operation here to to 
allow black people to have access to new information, to have a voice, you know, other than the, the mainstream media, to create jobs for African people and people of color, you know, to develop the, the attitude of do for self. That's what T25CL is about. And once again, like I said, thank you, Bob, and I really appreciate you coming on. And like uh, like Brother Corey said, you're welcome to come on anytime and, 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 and encourage your friends, even if you can't come on, to call in and voice their opinion and share their philosophy and their ideas and how, you know, when we come together as a group, certainly we can come up with an idea that will be beneficial to all of us. And uh, thank you, mm-hmm. Hotel. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend from KPFC Radio. She wanted to call in, but, Corey, I need you to send me that info how to uh, call in again on my phone. I lost it. Okay, okay. I'll make sure that I get that to you the minute we hang up. And uh, it's very, very, uh, you know, explanatory and everything. And also, we encourage everybody to visit our website at www.t25.com. CL.com. You can see everything about us there. So I'll forward all that information to you, Bob. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys again on Thursday. And also, you can go in to that website and you can pull up uh, Soul Vibrations and listen to any of our past shows. This show will actually be uh, edited and ready to go. Uh, I guess about an hour after our show, an hour and a half or so after our show, you should be able to go back in and listen to it anytime you want to. So, you know, that's some some other food for thought. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. This has been Galaxy Talk Radio, Soul Vibrations, again, every Thursday, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time, 9.30 Central, 10.30 if you're on the East Coast. And that's it for now. Hotep, everybody. See you later. All right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.